All right, so in Luke chapter 5, verse 1, it says, And so it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that Jesus, he, stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets, all right? And we were saying that boats were never meant to be on the seashore. They were created to be on the waters. And nets were never meant to, I mean, you can mend the nets and clean the nets, but actually the best place for the nets is to be in the water catching the harvest that they were designed to catch. Can you say amen? That he got into one of the boats, which it happened to be Simon's Peter, Simon Peter, and asked him to put a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And obviously, as he taught, he was preaching the word. Jesus is the word. He was the living, speaking, moving, walking word. And so faith was welling up in the hearts of those who were listening, okay? And then the Bible says uh, that he then stopped speaking and said to Simon, he said, I want you to launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And we said that's another way of saying, let go and let God. And we said, if we're going to experience limitless 2019, if we're going to experience no boundaries in God, that all things are possible to them that believe, Amen. We're going to have to let go, and we're going to have to let God. Would you look at somebody and tell them, let go and let God. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. We've done our work. We've checked this lake. I know the lake. I know every part of this lake. I know exactly where the fish are and what type of fish are found in the certain parts of the lake. He said, we've done all of that, and we've caught nothing. We've done all we can in the natural We've done all we can according to the economy. We've done all we can according to the, the business program, according to what uh, the Reserve Bank is telling us. We've done all according to the gold and what the silver is and the rand and the dollar is, and we have caught nothing. Nevertheless, hallelujah, with God, it is nevertheless but always the more. Would you look at somebody and tell them, nevertheless, so in other words, say, with God, it is nevertheless, but always the more. With God, it is nevertheless, but always the more. He said, nevertheless, said your word, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to obey. I want to get into the center of your will. And when he had done this, he was so disappointed because they brought the net back in. And lo and behold, the net was empty and destroyed. Short and depressed and saddened, they all made their way back to the shore. Jesus said, I'll give you a massage on your feet just to make you feel a bit better. Is that, is that how the story ends? No, it says they what? And they, when they'd done this, what? They caught a great number. What did they catch? A great number. It wasn't just a number. It was a great number of fish, so much so that their net was breaking. Come on, I see Limitless 2019 right there. Hallelujah. I declare Limitless 2019 over your families, over your lives. So much so that they had to call their partners in the other boat to Wazawana. We've got so much. Come, come on, Mazalwani. Come, I've got so much food. I've got so much blessing. I've got so much vision. I've got so many uh, contracts. I, I can't keep up with the business. Hallelujah. 
And they came and filled both the boats, so they both began to sink. My goodness, amen? So we said, this is about letting go and letting God. And we said that when you let go and you let God, you are actually in the center of God's will. You are fulfilling God's will. And I said to you, the best place for you to be, the best place is not New Zealand, it's not Australia, it's not the UK, it has nothing to do with geography, it has nothing to do with weather, it has nothing to do with where there is lots of trees and clean air. The best place that you can be is smack bang right in the middle of God's will. Can I get a better amen this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. And I said to you that doing God's will might not be easy. Uh, probably it's probably the hardest thing to do, but it's not by your might nor by your power, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. But it will be the best way. Might not be the easy way, but it'll be the best way. Might not be the best, the easy way, but it'll be the best way. And in the will of God, the most important thing is that you will get to fulfill the will of God. Can you say amen? amen. And so this morning, we're going to, uh, I, I, I said to you last week, what can we expect when you let go and let God? What can you expect when you say, God, it's not my will. This is not about me. This is not about my plans. This is not about my schedule. What can you expect when you let go and you let God? And I said to you, number one, a relationship with God that nobody else has. And remember, I began to explain to you how it was that Simon Peter, because he obeyed Jesus, because he did launch out, because he did let go and let God. And I showed you how it was that he began to declare. When Jesus said, who do people say that I am? Some say you're Jeremiah. Uh, some say you're John the Baptist. Uh, some say you're one of the prophets. Uh, and then Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Because the Bible school didn't teach you this. You know, Logos didn't teach you this. You got a reign of right from the heart of God. And you will no longer be a little pipsqueak, a little Simon blowing in the reed in the wind, a little reed blowing in the wind. You are now Petros, Peter, a big rock like the rock of Gibraltar. Why did Peter say that? Because he had a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Number two, what else can you expect when you let go and let God? I said to you that you can have, you develop a heart for God. You develop a heart for God and the things of God. And then number three, I said to you as well, not only that, but when you let go and let God, you become God's own special treasure. Remember, I read Malachi 3, and I said that in the Amplified, he says that he will uh, publicly recognize and openly uh, declare that you are his jewel. You are his own possession. You are his special treasure when you do the will of God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, when I let go and let God, God will publicly recognize and openly declare that I am his jewel. His own possession, his special treasure in Jesus' name. Amen. What else 
can I expect when I let go and I let God, number four, I can expect that God will always honor my faithfulness. God will always honor when you are, when you let go and you let God and you are faithful in the will of God and you are faithful into what he gave you to do. Let me tell you that God will always honor your faithfulness, even when nobody else will honor your faithfulness. Now listen, you don't need to be recognized by anybody to be able to serve God, to be able to do the will of God. It don't matter when it, when, when, whether anybody shakes your hand, pats you on the back, does, whether anybody says any, you're not doing it to be seen by man. You are doing it because in your heart, you want to do the will of God. You have a heart to let go and let God. This is not about me, God. This is about you. This is about your plan. This is about your purpose for my life, for my marriage, for my business. Hallelujah. And when you serve that will and in that place faithfully, God Almighty will always honor you. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Remember the parable of the five and the two and the one talents? Well, look what Jesus said to the one who made five. In Matthew 25, 21, it says there, his Lord said to him, when he multiplied the five, became five more, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and now I will make you ruler Ruler over many things. Hallelujah. When you are faithfully in the center, serving in the center of God's will, come on now, don't look at your boss, don't look at the government, nobody's going to do anything for you. Not in a worldly system. Come on now. This is, you're living in a world that is full of greed and wickedness and malice and lust and avarice and all of that. That's what exists in the world. So you don't need anybody to do you any special favors. When they do a special favor, there's always a hook in it. There's always a catch in it. It's going to cost you big time. Come on, some of you have sold yourselves out and you know what I'm talking about. You're at a worse place now than, as, than what you should have done is said, no, no thank you, my source is God. I'm gonna remain faithful to what God has given me. You promised me X, Y, Z, but I know you and there are strings attached to that. Come on now. Hallelujah. So what did Jesus say? I'm gonna give you more. I'm going to give you, I'm going to make you ruler over many things. And then he said, enter into the joy of your Lord. Did you notice that there is always joy attached to the will of God? When you do the will of God, doing the will of God is not like, I'm doing the will of God. No, then, then you may as well just... Forget about it. Go and join a bingo club or do whatever you want to go and do. The, the will of God doesn't do that to you. God doesn't make you a miserable person because you're doing the will of God. Come on. The will of God is joy. There's a joy. There should be a spring in your step. Hallelujah. What did he say to this person? Enter into the miserable depression of the Lord. Enter into the morbidity of the Lord. 
Let's see how sour your face can be. No, he said, enter into the joy of the Lord. Look at Romans 15 and 32. Look at what Paul says. He said that I may come to you with great depression by the will of God. That I may come to you with great sadness. <laughs> and then you can maybe give me a, a cappuccino to ease my pain and my anguish and the sorrow because I'm carrying, I'm doing the will of God. No, that's not the will of God. The will of God brings joy. Hallelujah. It's a pleasure to do the will of God. When you are in the will of God, you're not carrying yourself. God's carrying you. It's His strength that sustains you. It's His joy that overflows in your life because you're in the will of God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? When you let go and let God get ready for a thrilling adventure with God. Can I get a better amen this morning? When you let go and you let God and you say, God, not my will, but yours. Come on. You better get ready for the most thrilling and exciting ride of your life. It's going to be the greatest adventure that you have ever embarked on. And the people of God said, Hallelujah. I remember when Pastor Fred in 1995 asked me to come to help him here in Durban. And my heart got heavy. I, I, I was in Cape Town. I mean, I was getting used to Cape Town. There's beautiful mountains in Cape Town. There's beautiful seas. And I mean, Cape Town is a beautiful city. And I was happy in Cape Town. I was content in Cape Town. And when he said to me, would I consider? I said, I would consider it. But in my heart, I was thinking, I've already considered it. And I might be saying this now, but in my heart, I'm going, no ways. I'm going to get back to you. I'll get back to you, Pastor Fred. I know what my answer is going to be, but I'll get back to you anyways. In my heart, my answer was, no, thank you. I'm happy where I am. And then when the Lord began to say to me, you know, what I'm asking you to do is not a difficult thing. It's an easy thing. I want you to go there and just help fulfill the vision. I want you to get into my will. I want you to get into the very center of the plans that I have for your life. And when that happened, it was like, okay, it's, I, I can do that. I think I can do that. It's, it's not a hard thing for me to do. And when I came here, my sorrow was turned to joy. My morning was turned to gladness because why? I believe I was in the will of God. And when you're in the will of God, there's joy. Not only that, he says, when you are in the will of God, not only can you expect joy, but you can expect the more. There's always the more when you're in the will of God. There's nevertheless, there's always the more. Hallelujah. And when the more comes, it never comes with sorrow and pain and anguish. That's why Proverbs 10, says, The blessing of the Lord makes one... That's five of you here. The blessing of the Lord makes one... And he adds some sorrow. He adds some pain with it. He adds no sorrow with it. In the Hebrew, no sorrow means no sorrow. Lutu. Lutu sorrow. Huh? Yeah, that's what I was saying. 
Hallelujah. No sorrow. I said no sorrow. When you're in the will of God, you've let go and let God, and the more becomes the more, and the more becomes the more, and one blessing becomes another blessing. It always comes with joy. I've got my joy. You need to get your joy. You know what I'm talking about. Can you say praise the Lord? Number five, what else can I expect when I let go and I let God? Hallelujah. I can expect the guarantee of His presence. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, I think out of all of those things, this is the greatest one. When you look at Moses talking to the Lord, he said in Exodus 33, verse 15 and through to 17, then Moses said, Lord, in the New Living Translation, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. I don't want to get out of the will of God. If you go with us, I know it's your will, but more than that, if I'm in your will, I'm guaranteed your presence. Hallelujah. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on, on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray that I could speak this to you in a language that your spirit man could ascertain this morning. Hallelujah. I don't want to get out of the will of God because why? If I do, I don't have your covering. I don't have your presence. If you are not in it, there's no presence. Can you say amen? And the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. And so Moses was saying, Lord, unless you're in it, unless it's your will, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Moses was quite clear about doing the will of God. There was no uh, uh, dilly-dallying. He was fixed. I want to do the will of God. Come on. Some of you vacillate a little bit. And when you vacillate, you make room for the enemy to come in. You cannot vacillate when it comes to the will of God. You cannot vacillate when it comes to the purpose of God. I see so many people wa wanting to leave South Africa. They haven't even asked God if that's their will for their lives. And they go elsewhere and you never hear of them again. And yet when they were here, they were flourishing, they were prospering. God was using them because they just got out of the will of God. He said, if you're not going to come with me... I don't want to do it. I don't want to get out of the will. Why? When I'm in the will, when I let go and I let God, I will always be guaranteed of your presence. Would you lift your hands and say, when I let go and let God, I will always have, I will always have, right across the campuses, I will always have the guarantee of God's presence. And he said, what's more, Lord, you know what? Your presence will not only help me, but it's what differentiates me from everybody else in this city, in this place. Do you know that the fact that you care, you're in the will of God and you are guaranteed the presence of God distinguishes you from everybody else? You can always tell when somebody doesn't carry the will of God. 
It's noticeable. Even unbelievers will recognize that. Think about Daniel. When the, the Babylonian kings looked at him, they could see that there was something different about him. And he was favored above everybody else, all the other people. He had special food. Come on in this place. The world can see the difference. And that's why people will come and say, you know what? I've done business with that person, but I, I, I feel like I need to do some business with you. I, I, I just, there's just something about your life. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is, but I, I, there's something noticeable about you. There's something distinguishable about you. I want to do business with you. Why? Because you carry the presence of God. When you're in the will of God, you will always be guaranteed the presence of God. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but the presence is, is greater than anything else. I don't care about anything else. I mean, you can be camped right by the Amazon River in the jungle. If you are in the will of God and God's presence is there, that's all you need. Hallelujah. That's all you need. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. And you will be distinguished from others. To be distinguished means there must be something on your life that is noticeable. There must be something about the way that you speak. There must be something about the way that you do business. There must be something that you carry. When you are negotiating, it might be the wisdom. It might be the strategy. It might be the ideas. It might be the way that you do business, the way that you treat people. But whatever it is, it will be noticeable. Can you say praise the Lord? Those in the will of God will always carry the presence of God. And it's the very thing that will separate you and mark you out for great things. Can I get a better amen this morning? Hallelujah. Moses said, God, unless you go with me. This is about letting go and letting God. This is about limitless 2019. I want to be smack bang in the center of God's will. And when that happens, I am guaranteed the presence of the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. What else? Number six, the last thing. The last thing that we're going to talk about. What else can I expect? When I let go and I let God, I can have the expectation of a favorable outcome. In other words, I mean, you're going to be facing some things. It's not like you're going to get out, out of bed and everything's just going to fall into place and everybody's going to smile at you and say how wonderful you are and nobody's ever going to speak ill of you and you're never going to have to climb some mountains and slay some giants. No, if you're a child of God and you are in the will of God, remember I said doing the will of God might not be the easy way. It's usually where the most persecution comes. Where people are speaking about you. Like I said to you, dogs, have you noticed dogs? They never bark at a moving car. But if your car is moving, huh? The dog begins to bark. If there are dogs, I'm talking about actual dogs. You know what I'm talking about. If there are people that are barking at you, praise the Lord because you're doing something. <laughs> praise the Lord. You're moving. You're moving in God. You're advancing the kingdom of God. 
You are light shining in a dark place. Hallelujah. You are the salt of the earth. You're bringing the flavor of God to the city of Durban. You're bringing heaven down to earth. I'd be concerned if nobody was barking at, at me. I'd be concerned if nobody was talking about me. Hallelujah. So the benefit here is that I have the expectation of a favorable outcome. I'm not put off by what people are saying. I'm not put off by the economic climate. I'm not put off by the politicians. Somebody said, if the politicians would just shut up for one day, the whole land would be sorted out. Every country in this whole wide world, if the politicians just shut up and we put tapes on them for one, 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 24 hours, we'd have, we'd have peace. We'd have no confusion. I'm just saying, don't put your, don't put your trust in, pol in politics. Don't put your, don't be, don't be fooled by what they say. They're not promising you anything. They're promising their own coffers. They're promising their own bags. Don't be fooled by what they say. Come on now, I want to help you this morning. Your trust is in God. Don't sell out your soul to them. I have the expectation of a favorable outcome. Ephesians 6 and verse 6 says, Not with our service as men pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Verse 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will, she will, they will receive the same from the Lord. Hallelujah. As long as I'm in the will of God, it don't matter what's happening out there. It don't matter who's opposing me. I have the expectation that my outcome will always be favorable, will always be for the more, never for the less. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Hebrews 10, 36 says, For you have, you, have, you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You may receive the promise. When you let go and let God, you move into the very center of God's will for your life, your marriage, your business. You develop a relationship with, with Jesus, we heard, that nobody has. You develop a heart for God and the things of God was point number two. Number three, we said you become God's own special treasure. We said that God will honor you, honor you because you've been faithful. You will have the guarantee of His presence. But also, you can expect that every situation that you might find yourself, God will turn it, amen, what the enemy meant for harm, God will reverse it so that there will be a favorable outcome in your life life. Hallelujah. When you launch out and you let go and let God, God will mark you and distinguish you for great things. Look at somebody and tell them, I've been marked by God for great things. Come on, look at somebody else and tell them, I've been marked by God for great things. And my expectation is that whatever my situation is, I have a favorable outcome. It will never be the less, but it will always be for the more. And the more that comes, the more joy comes. And the more the blessing comes, 
the more joy comes because He brings joy. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and He adds no sorrow to it. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Did you notice that in this verse He says, not only will you be distinguished, but He said, my favor, my favor will be upon you. That's why we said, and my expectation is a favorable outcome. Because you're favored. Not favored, but highly favored. Hallelujah. Amen. Favor when you wake up. Favor when you go to sleep. Favor when you're having your lunch. Favor when you're in the taxi. Favor when you're drawing money from the ATM. Why? Because you dare to step out, put your faith and trust and confidence in a God. And God said, there's somebody that I can pour my favor upon. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the thing about favor is that, you know what favor does? It causes you to win battles, even battles that you weren't even fighting in. Psalm 44 and verse 3 says, For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arms save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored them. God will get you to win battles that you weren't even fighting. You weren't even there. You weren't even there. God fought your battle for you. Why? Because you're favored. The thing about favor as well is that it will produce a supernatural increase and promotion. Look at the life of Joseph. Genesis 39, 29, 21. But the Lord was with Joseph. But the Lord was with Brother Vasu. But the Lord was with Brother Uncle Sam sitting there. But the Lord was with Chris. Put your name there. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and then gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And what happened? He was promoted. Hallelujah. The thing about favor, when it's on your life, it will cause restoration of everything that the enemy stole from you. I don't know what's been stolen from you, but if you are in the will of God, you have let go and you have let God. Come on, you can expect restoration. Come on, if it's peace, restoration of peace. Hallelujah. If it's finances, restoration of finances. Can you say praise the Lord? Exodus 3 and 21. And I will give this people, which people? This people. I know he's talking about that people. I'm, t I'm saying this people, me, Mina, Wena. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. What else about favor? It'll produce an increase in your assets, especially when it comes to land, and houses. Hallelujah. That's the favor of God upon you. Deuteronomy 33, 23. And of Naphtali, he said, Oh, Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possess the west and the south. Come on, what do you have heart for? To possess what? Possess the north. Then possess the north. You want to possess the south? Possess the south. You want to possess the West? Possess the West. 
God's favored you to possess land. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? What else? It causes God to form an impenetrable hedge of protection round about you and your family. Psalm 5 and 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. Can you say praise the Lord? Come on, when you let go and let God, these are, all, these are just six benefits that I've mentioned. There's other benefits as well. But He will cause your outcome to be turned for a favorable one. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now and say, Father, thank you for your word that's come to me today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. And I thank you for your word. Today, I choose to launch out and to cast my net, to cast my giftings, my talents, my abilities in the deepness of the moving of the Spirit of God. I declare that it is not by my power nor by my might, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are the vine. I am the branch, and if I abide in you, and you abide in me, then whatever is in the vine will flow into the branch. All I need to do is stay in union with you. All I need to do is let go and let God. And when I do, and when I do, and when I do, I will experience limitless in 2019 in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give the Lord a praise offering this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. With every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Wonderful Jesus. All of this is about Jesus. Exalting the name of Jesus because He loves you so very much. He loves you. He came and died for you. He came and bled for you. He came and was whipped for you and for me. And all because He loves you, loves you with a love that is unquestionable, unquestionable and unconditional. You don't have to worry about, does God love me? He loves you. You say, but pastor, there are some things that I'm not too happy about, not too proud in my life. Does he still love me? He still loves you because his love for you is unconditional. He might not like what you've done, but he loves you. And he is here this morning to receive you. If you're away from God and your heart has gotten hardened to the things of God, come on. I'm urging you. I am beseeching you today to come back to Jesus. Come back to the one who will never let you down. He'll never disappoint you. Come back to the one who will take you and receive you and accept you just the way that you are. That's the amazing love of God is that He can find you right at the place where you are at and He can say, come, I'm ready to receive you. And so with every head bowed, every eye closed, right across the campuses, you know that your life is outside of God and you have no peace with God. Those of you watching by way of live stream, I'm talking to you today. Today, you can come back to God. You can find God through the person.
of Jesus Christ. He's the bridge that will link you back to God the Father. That's the bridge. That's the cross. The cross is the great bridge. And you come through Jesus Christ. And you can come as you are. And it's not difficult. We've made it complicated and made it difficult. But it's really just about receiving His love that He has for you. Receiving His forgiveness. Receiving His mercy, His grace. I believe that you're ready to do that right now. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to count to three. And when I do that, I want you just to lift up your hand. When I see that hand, I'll know to pray for you. All right? You're ready? Right across the campuses. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift your hand up high so that I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. I see those hands. Anybody else? Just lift your hands right now. Wave your hand. You say, that's me, Pastor. Would you pray for me? God bless you. I see those two hands in the middle section. To the back, I see those two hands. Across the campuses, I believe hands are going up. I see hand in the middle here. All right. Those of you that have your hands raised, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to lead you in a prayer. And here's what I'd like to do. I'd like everybody to pray this prayer. All right. Right across the campuses, would you say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name, just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. And I ask you for forgiveness. Thank you for your amazing love that I receive now. Thank you for your blood that cleanses me and washes me. And right now, I receive the forgiveness of all of my sins. I receive eternal life. I belong to you. From this moment, I'm your child. And I belong to the family of God. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give a round of applause to all of those that prayed that prayer right across the campuses.